check. Check one, check one, check mic one, sibilance, sibilance. Hello and welcome to episode 679 of the Two Hosers Photo Show. My name is Alan in Tübingen, Germany. Not with me today is Adam. Adam, as uh, we mentioned on uh, the last show, things are going to change around here. We, we knew about this for a while now. Uh, we talked about this probably in the summertime when, when Adam took a, a short break uh, our schedules were a mess, and and he said, "Man, we this is just not possible." And then he suggested, "How about I ride out? How about we finish this the the the, the year all the way through December, and uh, and then we figure something out." And that's what we're going to do. We're going to move forward. So uh, before I do, I want to remind everybody that uh, we're still I'm still putting out shows every week, uh, every Monday, except for today being Tuesday. But moving forward, we're going to stick with the Monday schedule. And so with that, we were, we remind you, we being me, uh, of the Patreon. The Patreon link, if you want to help me out, help me keep the show going and uh, pay for the internet. As I mentioned every week, go to our website, twohosers.com, find the Patreon link, and pledge a couple of bucks. It's much appreciated. So, about this. Uh, what is going on? What's going to happen? Good question. Uh, for me, I am looking at this uh, like a, a successful 13 years of doing this, but it's also a good opportunity for a change to uh, expand, explore, exfoliate, maybe. We'll see how that goes. Um and move on and, and try try some new things and, uh, and and move along with the t- the times as they are. But I wanted to go back and take this opportunity to talk about how this all started and how we got to where we are here in 2024, which I can't believe I'm saying. So I got my first DSLR back in November of 2007. Now, you'd think I would have been the first one of my group of friends, none of whom are photographers. You'd think I'd be the first one to get one, but I wasn't. I actually had hesitated for quite a long time before I pulled the trigger on that. Uh, You see, at film school, years, a decade earlier, starting in 1998, I'd been shooting with digital video. First, the Sony VX1000, at film school, and then when I got out, I bought my own camera, a Canon XL1. Uh, standard definition, 640 by 480, sort of 720 by 480, but with the rectangular pixels, if we're getting uh, particular about it. Uh, but it recorded to digital videotape, and it was a big deal. It was the, the first uh, really accessible digital video cameras. The, not the first ones I had seen. The first ones I had seen were actually at Randy Bachman's house at 3 o'clock in the morning on my birthday. But that's a story for another time. Uh, so I wasn't sold 
on them. I, I liked I liked the digital video. It was very handy and the ability to shoot and transfer without any loss to a computer and edit was amazing. But I didn't love the images. Those early images just weren't great. They were they were really good, really good looking video. And at the time they were shooting 30 frames per second, 2997 and uh, movies were 24. 23976 if we're being accurate and uh and, and so the, it just had a look to it, it had a, it had a very NHL broadcast Canucks look to it soap opera looked like a soap opera and we wanted film now some people were were ordering the the European versions which shot at 25 frames a second uh which were a little closer to the 24 but still wasn't a great solution add to that the fact that you would you would burn out pixels would burn out on the sensor which means you'd always have like a, a like a hot hot pixel like a dot on your image the entire time and so that was a little bit of a negative hence i was not really sold on getting a dslr yet i was shooting a lot of film i'm shooting a lot of of slr with my canon um uh ftb which i loved all manual, everything. It had a meter built in, but everything else is manual, manual focus, the whole deal. I loved it. Uh, didn't mind paying for the film. Figured, you know, hey, great for for the cost of a number of rolls of film and processing and stuff. That would that would offset the cost of a digital, but I didn't want digital yet. I had done plenty of research on a point and shoot though, uh, and so I, I actually bought a Nikon. 2 megapixel point and shoot when they first came out which were more expensive than they they really needed to be uh, at the time that's not true brand new technology so i do appreciate that they cost money um but i remember going into london drugs and taking a bunch of sample images in the store and then having them print them which i paid for just to decide between a 2 megapixel and a 4 megapixel when the upgrade came and uh, was it worth it? It was at the time. It was worth getting the 4 megapixel, which I upgraded to. And that camera traveled around with me a bunch of times to, to Europe and, and, and whatnot. And very handy to have. And then in November of 2007, my then girlfriend, about to be fiance and now wife, told me to buy a DSLR. She said, uh, this is your job. It's what you do. You need one. She says, I will buy you one. And I think she did. I, I, I think I paid for it and maybe she paid me back or we never really worried about that. That was all kind of collective thing. So I think I actually paid for it. And I remember I bought a 40D, a Canon 40D, which was essentially brand new at the time with the 17 to 85 kit lens for 1700 bucks plus tax. Uh, I bought one recently. I picked one up for under 100 bucks, So they kind of went down in value. A little depreciation there. But I love that camera. And started shooting everything I could. But I didn't know what I didn't know. Uh, so I, I started out by applying... All of my skill set of, of shooting manual film SLR photography 
to the DSLR, which it's not a bad start. There was, a, there was some overlap in the skill set, but it was, and, and some of you might know, it's a very different animal uh, to shoot the, with the DSLR in terms of, you know, manual focus and manual exposure and whatnot. And, um, uh, I'm glad I had my film start, but it was, it was quite different. And at the end of 2007, there was web content, not like there is now. Um, so to find out there's, you know, chat rooms or boards or whatever you call them and people would help out. And, uh, and share what they knew and get you off and running. But it's nowhere near the resource it is now with all the podcasts and the YouTube and, and everything that, that's, that's out there. So I stumbled along, made a lot of mistakes, and that's just how it goes. Now, I still thought digital photography was inferior to film because I was a snob. A snob who wasn't incorrect, actually, but it was about to change. Because what I, what I quickly realized is that not only was the tech moving at breakneck speed, but the ability to make and recognize your many, many mistakes in real time and assess them in real time was priceless. I thought, oh, well, how it'll work out is, you know, after X number rolls of film, this camera will pay for itself. Uh, it paid for itself much, much faster than that. Just being able to adjust uh, very, very, very quickly. So I ambled along for a couple of years. I, that was the year, uh, a month later, I'd moved to Germany at the time for a year. I was moving, moving there uh, from 2007 till the end of 2008. Uh, been, been there ever since, spoiler alert. Um, but living in Germany, I, 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 I didn't know what I was going to do next. I'd left my, all my friends and essentially whatever, most of my business in, in Canada went to, went to Germany and kind of just ambled along until one day my wife, uh, Googled tubing in photographer. And the name that came up was Chris Marquardt, whom I'm sure, you know, now, I had heard the name somewhere, maybe on a web forum, something. Maybe I knew he had a podcast, which were very brand new at the time. So I got in touch. I just shot him an email and said, hey, do you like stuff? And uh, turns out he did. And he got back to me. And so he was renting uh, an office slash studio space literally right down the street from where we were living in a place in Tübingen called the, the French Quarter, the Französische Viertel. Um, he, had, he had his tips from the top floor right down the street. So I met him for coffee at uh, the coffee shop right around the corner from his office. And about three minutes in to our conversation, he just said, hey, stop. Let's stop right there. Let's go continue this conversation on my show tips from the top floor. And I said, well, yeah, I, I, I was flattered. And, uh, I was, I was already a fan of podcasts, but there were nowhere, obviously nowhere near as many as there are now. So at the time I was, I was listening to the early, uh, Adam Carolla show. 
Uh, Kevin Smith was a, the, the Smodcast I was a big fan of. And uh, so I said, yeah, I, of course I want to be on a podcast. And I had, I had no idea what to expect. But it was a great experience. We went in into a studio, uh, talked for I forget how long. I'm sure the episode is, is online somewhere. Fantastic experience. Chris was, is a real pro. But I realized very quickly that this, doing a podcast, was a possibility. That it was, I, I, I had no idea how it worked, the recording, the, the publishing, the promotion, any of that. Still kind of don't. But I knew this was something that was accessible. But what? What exactly would that look like? And I didn't know right away. Well, just after that, I ended up, I had to travel back to Vancouver for some work. And I was over at Adam Schwartz's place. To see just to see him and the family, and he broke out uh, his new DSLR that he just bought. I think it was the Canon XS, the very basic entry model, around five hundred bucks back in the day. And essentially, his question—I'll I'll paraphrase—was, "Hey, how do I use this?" Huh? Well. I'm always happy to share what I know with everyone, always. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to, to have surrounded myself with, with some excellent friends who are always willing to help me out. And uh, likewise, I'm always, if anyone ever has a question about their camera or anything I, I, I happen to know about, I share. And I told them, I said, yeah, I can, I can get you up and running. Or what if we do a show. And he said, uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's try that. And so we did. And I said, well, here's the thing is what, what I did learn about, about shows was you, you got to do them every week. You can't just throw them out here and there and expect people to drop in and see if you're up to something. You have to be consistent. So I said, we're going to do this once a week. I said, uh, a friend of mine was commuting to work in downtown Vancouver from, from North Vancouver using the, the bus system that goes on the ocean called the sea bus. Check it out. And it's about 15 minutes each direction. So I, I thought, well, if we're going to appeal to people, maybe we should make this part of their commute in the morning or slash evening. So let's make the shows about a half an hour which is, I think, I think that's where they started out. And then we rambled into ah, 45 minutes or an hour, sometimes a little bit longer. Depends on how many people submit their photos for the monthly challenge, of course. But that was the basic structure was, okay, we're going to do that. We're going to learn something every week and build on what you learned the week before. And I figured that would that would be good for six months. We could do that. And then, you know, he would be caught up um, to at least to my basic skill level. And we'd be out of stuff to talk about. Well, it kept going. Uh, shortly thereafter, about six months after we started in, in 2011, I had uh, I had my, my first kid. My daughter was born. And that opened up a whole new world of, of photography, of, obviously, of shooting 
a million pictures of my baby girl just sitting there doing nothing. Uh, and we kept going, and we learned more. And then as, 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 as we went along, I found that the more Adam learned, the more I learned, the more I expanded my knowledge and, and skill set, which I wasn't part of the plan, but wow, was I thrilled that that was happening. Uh, and so I encourage everybody out there listening, if you are have any skill at photography, even on the base level, find someone to share it with. Because not only will you help them, you're going to end up expanding what you do as well. And so we kept going. And then with that first year, we got to the, the one-year mark at the end was, was uh, Christmas time. And inspired by uh, one of my favorite TV shows ever is The Office, the original BBC Office. And they did a Christmas special. Uh, and that was the inspiration for doing the, the Christmas uh, special of the very first year. I told Adam, we're talking about no photography. We're just going to tell stories, just be jackasses. And uh, he said, there is no way anyone's going to listen to that. I, I disagreed. I said, uh, I said, at this point, it's kind of like a car wreck. Uh, you're driving by it. You got to look. And that's what people did. Listen in to the car wreck. And then in the new year, we kept going and uh, learned more and more and more and kept going with, with, with what we, we uh, this, again, the, the photography skills. And then eventually I had another kid. My son was born and even more photography-related uh, content came up. And over the years, here we are. 13 years later, we got to this point. So in the early days, it was kind of funny. So how, how do we do a show? Well, I didn't know. I knew we had to record. I knew we had to re record our audio. And at the time, I think a lot of people were people who were doing the shows uh, in multi-locations were, were just recording, like talking over Skype at the time. And just recording that audio feed. And I, I, I knew I didn't want to do that. I wanted it to sound like even though he was in, in Vancouver and I was here in Germany. I wanted this to sound like we were in the same room. And so I said, uh, Adam, here's how it's going to go. You're going to record your voice in Germany. I'm going to record mine in Tübingen. We're going to talk over Skype. That's not being recorded at all. And then you're going to send me that file via Dropbox, and I'm going to marry those together as if they are this in the same room. And that's what we've done for 13 years, and I think it sounds pretty good. So it worked out. Uh, but in the early days, I didn't know anything about how to mix it, or I, I would just basically I cut them together using Final Cut Pro, just using an audio, the audio features of the old Final Cut Pro, which were very basic rudimentary i think is the best word to describe it so i think the earlier shows don't sound technically as good as the later ones but uh we still managed to hang on so after all that time it's basically a function now that our kids are older and busy uh, adam's kids i think are 14 and 16 mine are 10 and 12 and all four of our kids are very, very active in different um, sports and different activities, all kinds of stuff. 
And thus, it is impossible for us to find a time where we can connect on a weekly basis. Um, and that's the reason we're changing directions. There's no other, nothing else happened. There was no falling out, no, no argument, nothing like that. No, uh, we aren't the Eagles or Simon and Garfunkel. And if we are, I'm probably Simon. No offense, Adam. Um, I did mention to Adam, I was like, hey, listen, I would like it if you would still commit to doing the monthly shows because uh, I very much value his his contribution to the show o- over the years and I don't want that to go away. And he said, yeah, we can give that a try. So for us, being able to find one hour overlap on a monthly basis, 12 times a year, I hope we can do that. That's that's going to be our, our basic commitment uh, is to do that. A um, big, big part of it is Adam actually has a job he has to go to. And the nine-hour time difference makes it extremely difficult for us to find that time. So what's the plan moving forward? Is there a plan? There actually is a plan. Uh, I've been thinking about this for quite some time. I don't know all the specifics, what the structure is going to look like. I do know we're going to have more guests. I want to have more guests, more people I haven't spoken to ever. I do want to check in with uh, old friends starting with probably the next one, next episode you're going to hear uh, is Don Komarechka, uh, who already offered to come on the show whenever he can. And I want to hear what he's doing and get some other voices in. Uh, I also, I very much appreciate historical significance, whether it's in places, in uh, events, or in photography, and that's all I'm going to say about that, but I am going to dive into some historical significance. Also, I would like to hear more from you, the listener, directly. I want to hear questions. I want to hear thoughts. I even want to hear grievances, although I'm assuming there will be none now that Adam's not on the show every week. Uh, feel free to email me or we'll set up something on, on the Flickr account to ask questions. I want to hear, I want to know what you're thinking about because photography has, has changed, obviously. Thanks for, thank you for pointing out the obvious, Alan. Uh, but I, I, I wonder, like, I, I don't imagine we have the same audience of people who want to learn how to use their DSLRs the same way we did in 2011. I think photography is has become a lot more uh, about something else. Uh, I think the 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 fear or the common narrative is that it has become devalued because everybody's doing it all the time, every second, with their iPhones or smartphones, whichever, and that is somewhat true. But I still believe very highly in the power and the importance of photography. Um, I've I've actually gone back through this process and looked at a a number of photos throughout the years, stuff I've taken of my kids or, or for the show, and really recognize how important it is that I shot all of those things. Um, Not all of the, most of those things, but 
for example, throughout those times, I, I had kind of a, a policy, not a policy, but I, it was my it, it was pretty normal for me to shoot the bad times as well. Um, when my son crashed his bike and had a, you know, a bleeding face, uh, I, I have a photograph of that. Uh, not just all the happiest moments there are. And uh, a number of other ones throughout the years. Mo- more happy than, than bad, obviously. Uh, maybe not obviously, but for me it was, you know, definitely outweighed at 1,000 to 1 in the happy versus the, the not so. Uh, but, but those are important as well. So I look back at all that and, and see the value and wonder what's that going to look like moving forward? Is, is that going to still be important? And I believe it is. Uh, we're going to have to talk about how, how that's going to be important or how we can most importantize our photography. And I'm looking forward to see where that's going to head. Um, despite the tech explosion with the AI and, and all the, the computational photography and, and everything that goes on, I think it is as important as ever before. I think we're going to see the pendulum swing back to basic, real photography. So with that, I want to thank everybody for sticking around and going to see what happens next. I'm as curious as all of you. Believe me, I, I do have an idea. I have a bunch of ideas of, of where we're going to go. I think they're going to be interesting. I know they're going to be interesting, at least to me. And um, it's not going to be me every week just talking by myself into a microphone because we'll all go insane if that happens. So let's see what happens next week. Uh, websites. You can go to find my stuff at alanatridge.com, holtzfellerwoodworking.com, which will be up and running again now that I have all this free time. Um, or what the two of us, and Adam will be uh, dropping in, but the two of us at twohosers.com, where you can go to find all the links, photos, everything that was just talked about. And that's it. Until next week, get out there and make better photos. Mm-hmm.